Hello, and welcome to the ProRata Podcast, a podcast that takes 10 minutes to get you smarter, faster on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Filling in for Dan Primack, to whom I have granted a vacation, I'm Axios Editor-in-Chief Nicholas Johnston. On today's show, the tech strategy behind Trump's re-election campaign kickoff and the Silicon Valley CEOs with the highest ratings from their employees. But first, big tech's changing tone. The tech industry has long been accustomed to seizing the spotlight by unveiling big, groundbreaking innovations, but now it's consumed by new debate full of doubts and questions about its wares. For example, last week was the annual Recode Code Conference in Scottsdale, Arizona, one of the industry's highest-profile gatherings. In years past, tech executives announced their latest gadget or service in big celebratory unveilings, but this year, not a single product was launched. Instead, speakers from big tech companies were pressed on what they were doing to fight hate and misinformation. It was a big shift in years Years past, and it was happening because the conversation around tech is changing, because in part more people are participating. These dialogues have long been dominated by the companies themselves, while the rest of us just served as odd consumers hungry to snap up the latest gadget or app. That's all changing now, with concerns over privacy breaches, tech's effect on democracy, and the impact of smartphones. Politicians, pundits, and researchers aren't willing to cede the floor to CEOs and tech visionaries anymore. And the new conversation includes privacy advocates, regulators, elected officials, and consumer groups. The bottom line, once tech took such a central role in our lives and culture, it was inevitable that it would spark broader debate and sharper criticism. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper on this with Scott Rosenberg, the Axios Technology Managing Editor. But first, this. Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech, from the Valley to D.C. Subscribe to Get Smarter Faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the ProRata Podcast. Joining us from San Francisco via the magic of technology is Axios's managing editor for technology, Scott Rosenberg. You've been a esteemed technology journalist out in the Valley for many years, though I don't want to date you. Give us a sense <laughs> of the changing sort of mood out there in relation to big tech. Yeah, I think, you know, for the last at least a decade, I think the tech industry leaders and kind of rank and file, everyone is kind of used to being seen as kind of the wizards in the room, the the magicians, the people who make everything possible that you do with your phone. And that mood has obviously shifted in really the last beginning around 2016 and I think accelerating over the last year people are now more kind of getting the receiving end of a ton of criticism. And it's hard. It's a hard adjustment psychologically for people in the industry. And it's also sort of a tactical and PR issue, obviously, for the companies involved. Yeah. What's driving that? Is it just, you know, is it as simple as, oh, Facebook in the 2016 election? Or are there all sorts of things piling into this? I think it's it's two big things. One is obviously there's a lot of substance here, right? From Cambridge Analytica to a lot of other their privacy concerns and to people who are upset about things that happened uh, during the 2016 election relating to social media. So you have some real grievances and some genuine issues there. The other piece of it, which is maybe less widely understood, is that the tech industry works in long-term cycles, and we are kind of at the tail end of a cycle of innovation, right? The iPhone came out in 2007. We now you know, have smartphones everywhere. There isn't a clear sense of 
what's coming next. In the meantime, the companies that are profiting from the phone revolution, you know, are, are doing continuing to do extremely well. But there isn't a kind of another clear act on the horizon. And so that whole magician act thing is kind of like feeling a little old right now. Yeah. Like, what's your next trick? <laughs> what have you done for us lately, right? Thanks for the yeah. phone. What's next? What sparked my interest in this, and I think what got us to sort of write about it this morning in Axios AM, was sort of how it manifests itself. I wonder if you could sort of talk a little bit about the Recode Code Conference that was out in Arizona, this big gathering, which is usually triumphant in nature, but I guess right. this year wasn't so much. This is the kind of premier gathering of a lot of tech leadership and uh, a lot of pundits and a lot of insiders. It's been going on since the early 2000s. It was Walt Mossberg and Kara Swisher of the Wall Street Journal originally, and then they took it with themselves when they went off on their own to recode. And so this conference is still sort of a great place to get the pulse of the industry. And it's also been a great place for a lot of companies to introduce new product and new innovations. And this year, you know, Free, our Axios chief tech correspondent, went down there and was kind of amazed that there wasn't a single new product launch. Yeah. And instead, it was really a focal point for this kind of criticism we've been talking about. And that's just kind of a, a reality that I think everyone in the industry is now realizing that, yeah. that they can't avoid. They have to face it. I think we have a great clip of Ina down there questioning the CEO of YouTube, sort of, I think, perfectly encapsulates that point. You started off with an apology to the LGBTQ community, but then you also said that you were involved and that you think YouTube made the right call. A lot of people don't really feel like that's an apology and are concerned that YouTube flags LGBT positive content just for being LGBT as sometimes, uh, you know, sensitive and yet slurs are allowed. And I'm curious, are you really sorry for anything to the LGBTQ community or are you just sorry that they were offended? Scott, looking ahead, is this going to get better? Is this getting worse? <laughs> I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. I think when you have a wave like this, you look in the past to sort of equivalents, I guess, the nearest equivalent I can think of is what happened to Microsoft in the 90s when it sort of went from the company that brought you Windows 95 that got you onto the Internet to the company who, you know, that was going to, like, suck the air out of the room for all of its rivals and, and would have a monopoly on the Internet. So the government went after Microsoft. It was an antitrust suit, and that took years to kind of evolve and, and kind of Microsoft went from this posture of great hostility and defiance to a sort of humbled kind of we'll do whatever we have to position after a few years of going through the mill. And I think Google, Facebook, Amazon and Apple are all kind of in a similar position now. They've tried to put themselves in a less immediately defiant position. But I think inside the companies, there's still a lot of why is this happening? We don't deserve this feeling. Uh, and they're going to, you know, it's going to take a while for them to kind of reorient themselves and accept that, you know, they're now the top of the heap in terms of power and money in American business. And they're going to be a target. They're going to be a punching bag. Scrutiny will only grow. And I guess, you know, even in the 2020 election with candidates calling for the breakup of yeah. tech, we've got a ways, I guess they've got a ways to go to get through this ringer. It's going to be years. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Totally welcome. It's been fun. My final two after this. 
there is more news out there than ever before, but these days, it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the ProRata Podcast. And now it's time for my final two. First, Donald Trump kicked off his re-election campaign in Orlando, Florida last night. We love being in Orlando. Thank you. Thank you, Orlando. What a turnout. What a turnout. There were two big reasons to start in the Sunshine State. My colleague Jonathan Swan reports. Number one, they knew politically they'd get a big turnout and a huge spillover crowd. And that's important because reason number two, the Trump campaign is vacuuming up an extraordinary amount of voter data at its rallies. When you register for a ticket, you hand over basic info. Then when you show up and get your ticket scanned, you tell the campaign more about your intensity and propensity to show up and vote. These rallies have huge value for Trump's digital operation, ongoing fundraising, and ultimately for the get out the vote operation. Second, Glassdoor has released its annual employee choice awards list of the top 100 CEOs as ranked by their employees. Even with all the controversy surrounding big tech, 27 tech CEOs made the list, but there were some interesting moves. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg fell from 16 to number 55, but Apple's Tim Cook rose from 96 to 69. Microsoft's Satya Nadella pulled very well at number six, and Google's Sundar Pichai came in at 46. And at number one, VMware CEO Pat Gelsinger. And we're done. My thanks to producer Tim Shovers. Have a great National Garfield the Cat Day. There'll be another guest host tomorrow, and Dan will be back in the saddle on the Pro Rata podcast next week.